loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired to create a deeper life to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm welcoming Amakela Gaston, proclaimed as one of the purest contemporary voices by National Public Radio. Amakela is a force for change, a cultural arts ambassador for the State Department, as well as a highly sought after performer and public speaker. She travels worldwide doing expansive work with political refugees, war survivors, and jeopardized populations, opening paralyzed voices and transforming wounded spirits. That last, according to Laura R., the president of the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Founder and executive director for the International Cultural Arts and Healing Sciences Institute, Amakela unlocked her self-expression and healing in an intensive care burn unit after a year of, I've lost my place, after a near fatal hate crime, lying in excruciating pain and anguish after being told her legs would have to be amputated and she would never walk again. She discovered she could not only overcome fear, but also become fearless through the healing power of music. Working in the behavioral health arena over the past 25 years, Amakela brings together artists and healers of all forms and from all specialties to promote healing and wellness through the arts and activist, it, activism. She's often called by the United Nations and and embassies worldwide into difficult scenarios to offer intercultural literacy and deep restorative justice work in support of transformative and peaceful solutions. Her music as medicine programming and work with at-risk children, youth, and families has been utilized and implemented by the Department of Health and Human Services, the American Psychological Association, and United Nations High Commission on Refugees. And her extensive studies with traditional healers and cultural artists around the healing effects of music led to the commemorative Golden Buddha performance at personal invitation by His Holiness the Dalai Lama in India. She appears regularly on television, radio, and film, and has shared the stage with many accomplished speakers and musicians, including Angela Davis and other members of the Black Panther Party, Sweet Honey in the Rock, Pete Seeger, Baba Olutunji, Nikki Hart, Amiri Baraka, Gil Scott Heron, Esperanza Spalding, and Sheila E. She's the proud recipient of the United Nations Global Woman Award the Voss Foundation Emerging Women's Leaders Award, the Pioneer Award for Exemplary Leadership and Outstanding Service in Social Justice and Advocacy, and the International Hero for Peace and Forgiveness Award. And I'm proud to call her my friend and also to, to acknowledge that the lead-in music to my show, every single show, is Amakela. Welcome, Amakela. 
Hey, uh, hello. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to hear your gorgeous voice. How are you? Oh, me too. <laughs> you know, it's been a year. Hasn't it been a year? Cal, <laughs> can we just tip our hats to 2020? See you, see you later, darling, darling. Oh, my God. And 2021 has been improving, but, you know, it's still right. a little bit of a challenge. Yes. Right. Yes, climbing. <laughs> Slowly climbing. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, slowly, slowly. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely signs of signs of improvement in these great, intense global uh, events that we've been undergoing. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, it's been astounding, like how there are moments, I think, where the universe just cleans house and there's just a, there's a reckoning. So there's a cleaning of the house with respect to global climate change and nature, with respect to COVID and putting us all in a timeout. And there's also a cleaning of the house when it comes to like diversity, equity, and inclusion, and, you know, taking, mm -hmm. you know, said former leader out and really like bringing to light a lot of things that need to be addressed immediately. And I feel like that's the time we're in right now. Well, it's it's certainly I I I hope that is the result. I'll I'll say that that when things happen, you know, the big spotlights on whatever it is that is not working, right? Whether they happen to show us or to clean us or whatever it is, it's certainly been clear, hasn't it? And it you know, I, be, because I was I I keep an eye on what you do, of course, because I love you and you always do fantastic, wonderful things. But Thank I, you, of lovey. course, went and looked back. Uh, absolutely, I went and looked back over your year, just what I could see on Facebook and stuff. And you did a you did a summit called Never Alone Summit, a beautiful presentation. Yes. People can still go uh, go uh, look at that. You followed Don Miguel Ruiz. Author of the Four Agreements, yes. uh, which is amazing, and and the dates were I think the twenty second and the through the twenty fourth of May of twenty twenty. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And so I was so aware that that was the three days before jo George Floyd was killed. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, that happened on May twenty fifth, and I, you know I was imagining. Hmm. That not having happened yet. Wow. Because yes. for me, that was, I, that was probably maybe the, the most painful thing that happened in the course of the year, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not that it was new at all. Right. It right. was just so, so out there. And a true tipping um, point. So yeah. Did, yeah. So, I think you were also uh, just getting ready to do um, Voice Your Vision then, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And I just wondered how that all intersected for you. <laughs> what an astute question. You know, it's funny. When you pull it back and do that kind of meta-analysis with respect to timeline, because life happens so fast and keeps flowing, I never looked at it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely was one of those moments where it was a tipping point, not just, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everyone, but, you know, we were all in this place of, I, I know for me, massive and maximum overload, right? 
It was enough happening within our country with respect to the government. It was enough happening not to be able to leave our houses and being, you know, sheltering in place and on lockdown. It was enough happening that we had all of these marches. And, I, you know, I grew up in D.C., honey. I was in every march mm. all the time. Mm. So to mm -hmm. not feel safe because people in the march weren't wearing masks and to not be comfortable participating because there was a fear that, you know, we would be exposed to these, you know, this huge massive pandemic that's happening right globally. and die that way which right. of all the ways to die i you just know, didn't want to die that way it was so profound and also you know as a musician and as an artist not being able to grieve with my community in person not being able to sing about it with other fellow musicians not being able to write about it just only being able to share it by zoom or share it you know in a very digital format when I'm used to being in an analog space was really challenging. And I think it was, it was, it was challenging in a way that drove me to have to explore alternative avenues for expression. And I think that that was part of it too, with respect to voice or vision, um, which was a, you know, it's a great opportunity for people to kind of step into a place where they find their voice, but you're doing it digitally. So it's also very tricky. Like people are afraid to get on Zoom, <laughs> that's honey. So, because... That's so paradoxical, isn't it? it because, is. because for instance, I've, I've been in um, rehearsal with my choir. We, we never stopped, right. but wow. beginning of March, we went digital which means that there's one voice at the rehearsal. It's Terrence's, mm. our, our, <laughs> our director. Oh, my gosh. And everyone else is silent. It's the wow. most, and I'm, I'm imagining true too, right? <laughs> one yeah. person can speak or sing at a time. So finding your voice, but hold off on that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that That's right. And I just, I had just started as a professor at the California Jazz Conservatory. And I was doing, my class was all about uh, songs in the key of freedom, you know, talking about peace and power through resiliency. And we couldn't sing these songs together, songs that were created, you know, we who believe in freedom cannot rest, you know, these fabulous songs by all of these mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. powerhouses throughout the years were, were meant to be sung in community and it's not possible in zoom and still we're we're still in zoom we're still you know digital and now it's gotten to a place where most people that i talk to are like honey i'm never leaving zoom i'm never going outside i'm never going live again because <laughs> you can wear your pajamas all day right but it's definitely a, <laughs> a change it's a I have not seen you in pajamas one time, I gotta say. But. You know, I don't think I own a pair, but a lot of people are talking about how, you know, like right, this right, kind of right. pulling to self and, and, and allowing your, you know, this natural state to kind of reemerge again, where, you know, people are always like, oh, I'm going gray. I'm just not doing any more dyes, honey. Or, oh, I'm, you know, the, the, the drive to dress to impress has shifted because now we are at home mm, with self. Yes. And, and, and what that looks like and what that feels like being, having full agency over self. Like um, my partner and I are just gardening and planting every vegetable, every, you know, we went out and got chickens. Like we were like, the world is coming to an end. We must, you know, you know, we did the whole like, <laughs> how are we going to feed oh, ourselves? Right. Saving 75,000 pounds of rice. 
this, you know, like everything was like on lockdown, especially when you couldn't even get bloody toilet paper, right? So we're trying to save everything. We're trying to like pull it in. We're, everything was DIY. Everything was this and the other. But it was a reminder of like what skills we need to shore up as well as maintain if ever we needed to be self-reliant like we've had to, like remembering how to cook on an open fire, remembering how to garden mm. and pay attention to nature in a way, remembering how to um, access, you know, things like having live chickens and knowing what you need to do to get them to lay eggs and blah, 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 like all of these things, remembering and how empowering amidst, like you're talking about the paradox, remember amidst all of those ways that we felt disempowered, we can't control what's happening in the government. We can't control the outlandish and ridiculous racism that's still like our, our whole country is indoctrinated into this dominant culture that doesn't honor inclusivity. But amidst all of that, we can put our hands in the dirt and grow a seed. We can reach out to our neighbors and still have community around us. These ways that we have to remember to embrace our, our resiliency, our power, our personal healing and growth, and bring that, like you said, realistic optimism back into the, the fore, like still wanting to have hope and strive to get better on the other side for lack of a better word. Absolutely. And, you know, since you know my my page is the, the unexpected things that come out of extreme challenge, mm. you know, we share that perspective that sometimes mm -hmm. the most remarkably unexpected things happen. Example being, you know, my, my dear Amber, my daughter, mm -hmm. she's been with us like, I don't know, five months in the past year. Mm. Because she she uh, got to work online, you know, everyone was working online. She came home. Wow. And not only that, she wasn't going anywhere. Right. Right. Uh, and so we've never spent so much time together. Before <laughs> we go to the break, uh, you know, since she was like in ninth grade, right. I, I really would like to um, just let people hear your you know, pre-pandemic, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> voice. Let's let's um, see if we can play. Um, is it Dreamer? Am mm, I? Yes. Did I that's put this? Correct. Yeah. Let's let's do that, and then we'll take a break. Um, you know, after we're done with that. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. 
Just what we need, some dreaming. We're going to go to a break now. Listeners, you can find me on the Good Grief page at Voice America to find links to everything about me. And to find out Michaela, you can go to Facebook, her Facebook page. It's spelled A-M-I-K-A-E-Y-L-A. Be back soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. 
Be sure to like the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel on Facebook. You'll find great health tips from the experts. Find out more about your favorite shows and talk back to our team. Search Voice America Health or click the like button under the player today. This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com slash goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com slash goodgrief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. Listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. I've been talking with Amakela, dear friend and powerhouse healer about just this whole year and what has been lost what we've how we've pivoted because i've been aware uh, michaela that you are usually we have trouble setting a time to see each other because you're all over the world (laughs) and i and i have to think that has not been the case that has not been the case. That's true. And actually, right before this whole thing hit, I was scheduled to literally leave the next day to go to Madagascar and to do work in Madagascar and Russia. And then I got a notification from the State Department saying, you can't go anywhere. Everything's been shut down. And the whole thing before anybody else kind of knew that we needed to shelter in place. And I was like, what is going on? Mm. So it's been a trip to be home but i have to say honey my garden looks so good you don't even know because i've been living outside and it's amazing like how therapeutic i never realized how much i needed to be home all the time i never Mm. realized how much i'd been gone i never Uh. realized any of these things and so to be home and to get back in the cycle of life of just being you know in the house doing the dishes doing the laundry walking the dog feeding the chickens, la, la, la. All that stuff has been really reinvigorated and reminding me of how potent it is to be in a space that you cultivate and kind of uh, craft in a way that allows for your maximum self-growth and healing. So Mm. it's been wonderful Mm. to get back to the garden for sure. But like I was just saying, my inner Martha Stewart has been like going crazy because I'm so used to having parties. I'm so used to having a million people over for a meal and for a bonfire and for this and that. And, And none of that has been able to happen. And it's been really challenging. You know, it was interesting at the beginning. I think I even mentioned this on a, uh, an earlier show where we were talking about COVID. It was feeling really familiar to me, this staying at home thing. And I, mm. it took me, I think, about a month to figure out that it reminded me of when my first wife, when Joanne was dying, mm. like the last four months, we really didn't leave home at mm. all. But the big difference was 
that our whole community came to our house, you know, right. so that was different. But that sense of just everything is located right there. Right. And it was actually a very beautiful time in, in many, many ways, very right. good time in many, many ways, regardless of what was, you know, about to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, I, it helped me when I figured that out. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is called being at home, being, being, deeply planted in this one location and and mm -hmm. being grateful for having a location you know i pass by well they've just moved the um homeless the the houseless encampment encampments mm -hmm. near us but it used to be every day you know i pass mm -hmm. the people without homes and i sent prayers but um as someone who has a home i've been really grateful mm -hmm. <laughs> you know Yes, and absolutely. And and remembering like not just the cycle of home and having that kind of nuclear realignment, but remembering too like how hard it is to not touch other people. Like other people come over if we do kind of a social distance. It got to the point where we were like, all right, we've got to do some kind of like booty bump or something right. there has to be some kind of touching or some there needs to be some kind of exchange of physical energy and so mm. you know we enacted the booty bump but it is it is uh, a very... uh, that i wish i'd heard heard about that a, you know, <laughs> nine months a ago. year ago exactly <laughs> right exactly but you know seriously like the 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 need for touch is such a you know basic maslov's hierarchy of needs thing we need to be in community we need to be in physical contact and so this is such a reminder of those core basic human anatomical needs and i think that's really powerful well, i agree with that so much and maybe we've also learned some things about what isn't so necessary. You know, I honestly was laughing a whole bunch about the toilet paper situation at the beginning <laughs> because I was thinking, you know, not that we didn't try to stock up or anything, but I was thinking, when did it happen I mean... that toilet paper and actually a certain brand of toilet paper <laughs> became a necessity when did that actually happen girl i felt like i was in cuba because like when i have family and friends in cuba and they were always in a toilet paper crisis and so it was always one of those things like when you showed up with a suitcase full of toilet paper everyone was like huzzah i was like wow we <laughs> they love cuba. you forever that's right we have become <laughs> cuba baby we are in and it's been such a powerful thing like thinking about like supply and demand and how these kind of like structural racist things that we don't even think about are in place and in play because we yes. normally are fine we normally have what we need in the store. But because I do so much traveling, I've gone to places around the world where that's not the case. They don't have access to a you know daily supply of toilet paper or any right. kind of like medical supplies or anything mm -hmm. like that. And so it's a reminder, like we are just a, a, you know, a breath away from another type of situation. So we have to not only have compassion for people that are in that situation, but a remembrance of that and and to move into a place of remembering the power of equity globally global equity is where we need to be focused and that's the opportunity we have now as we remember global pandemic 
everybody has this opportunity to step into a place of acknowledging that we are humans and we need to have certain core things. And that's so important to remember. And, you know, I'm, I'm very aware, mostly because of a, a friend and guest, Marie Mockett, who uh, wrote a book called American Harvest, mm. um, where she, because her family owns, um, owns a farm, not she doesn't live there, but she went and did a whole season with farmers. And this was mm. before the pandemic. And they were talking about how fragile the supply chain is because big companies have have conglomerated to the point where if one place and this is part of what happened in the pandemic that um if there's only one supplier and it goes down then whatever they were supplying farmers could not actually sell certain things they were going rotten because mm. not because of any reason except that the supply chain was broken mm. Mm -mm -mm. And so that's a part of what you're, you're talking about too, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Just, I mean, just all these ways that the, the way we've organized our, ourselves right. is pretty fragile at this point. <laughs> absolutely. And fragile and really highlighting the fact that, you know, capitalism and greed is something that we really need to address quickly. That's the next ism, capitalism, that we need to address because, you know, the fact that they were burning and throwing away huge produce simply because of the supply and demand chain that it was broken while people are starving in these encampments that you're talking about is complete insanity. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Right. Yep. Are and you some farmers took it upon themselves to say, to, just come get it, right? Yeah, either, but, but, that, but that's also yeah. assuming that you can come get it. And why As, aren't we... Assuming that, yeah, and it's, it's nowhere near where you are. So. Right. <laughs> you know. and, and, and why aren't we... No. Why isn't that part of, you know, what FEMA's directive is? Part of what we have built into our national, you know, executive order, you know, uh, how we maneuver and move part of what we do as an edict of our country is to ensure that everyone has a safe place to sleep. Everyone has enough food in their bellies. Everyone has enough access to X, Y, Z. It's, you know, some people call it socialist. I call it just naturalist. How do we take being living, living in a caring society? Yeah. How do we make sure that we're humanist, <laughs> humanist? That's the nexus. How do we just make sure that we're being human, being caring, embracing our community as one? I am you, you're me. This is what I need. So I know you need this as well. Here it is. You know, before we got on, you and I were, were of course, talking very fast to each other like we tend to do. I'm sorry. And, um, no. Yeah, no, no, I love it. Uh, but we were talking, uh, and this is related, about how clear it is that that elder oppression is a thing. Woo! So real. In this, in this pandemic. Um, and, you know, I've just been so aware of that and it and it to me connects with this thing you're saying about um what what is this society focused on if they're focused on production mm. then once you're less productive or you yes. stop working for money yes. um there's a there's a quality of invisibility 
that even though I'm still working and active, obviously, and it doesn't affect radio because no one can really see me, but it <laughs> affects the rest of my life. That's right. <laughs> you know, that, um, and it's not one that maybe people are so aware of. Um, unfortunately, pe some people aren't aware of any of them, but the mm. people that are may not be aware of that. that and, and that's one that everyone eventually faces. Absolutely. You were you were talking about something going on with you about that. That's right. I mean, I honestly think that, you know, it's one of those moments where we have to remember our commitment to doing amazing, brave change maker work and recognizing that the ists and isms that you were just describing about being an elder in this population. My father has just you know, entered in, he's an octogenarian. So is my mother. Thankfully, I say they're still around. And one of the things that I literally was doing before I got on with you was talking about with the insurance company, how it is that he, for the past 30 years has been paying a premium of $1,600 a month for insurance. That's now only going to cover $63 a day for him to get oh care. Oh my God. Nowhere near what what you're going to get charged. That's, That's for real. Exactly. And so we have this like retired teacher who spent his life as a Black Panther giving back to the community and being a, an, an active participant in making change happen in this community and in this nation. And he's only going to get $63 a day worth of care. What is happening right now? Hmm. So I'm having to pick up the pick up the torch and scream and yell and fight for his rights. And, you know, people don't acknowledge that the elders here need more than just care. They need an advocate. They need to to be honored and revered the way they are in other cultures. And unfortunately, in this country, our dominant culture does not revere the elderly. It reveres the young. And it's just, oh God, don't get me started, girl. It's either a whole bunch of things that we're talking about, or it's the outgrowth of one major thing. Dehumanization, <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. It's both and, exactly. It's both and, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I've, I I have this this constant mental picture in my head that that really the way aging is supposed to be is at a certain point in your life you sit on the porch and people come over honey when they need your wisdom right honey. and that is the only thing that's required that is so sage, far away right sage <laughs> on the rock or in a rocking chair one of the two needs to happen so that we can get that information but we are not set up like that and it's going to be a problem it is a problem because look how many push is coming to shove with the baby boomers. We're yes. all we're we're all there or we'll be there shortly. And um True I that. just hope it it collapses things to the point where something different happens. What else can we it seems to take that, doesn't it? It 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 not only takes that, it requires us to stand still and reflect on the fact that soon I will be there. So either we own the reality that this is part of our process and that we need to set it up so that even if you aren't taking care of an elder, you're going to help take care of the elders now because you're soon going to be an elder. But we need to be an acknowledgement that invisibility for elders is not what is not what's going to help anything at all. Mm. We need to stand firm and strong to support our 
elderly population who need us. And who are often sequestered. You know, the, the, the nursing homes did so badly because they were isolated. Yes. yes. <laughs> so as soon as yes. COVID came in, everyone got it. And yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> and it was just like a massive death toll. Like, what's oh. going on with the bubonic plague? And of the same with nursing prisons, homes. Yes. That's right. All uh, of these people that are ostracized and forgotten suffered the wrath. And, you know, yeah, there we are. <sighs> I know. I, I feel both encouraged to talk about it because. You know, that's the first step always is is paying attention, right? And also just really heartbroken at all the things that were true before and became so evident and are not are not repaired or healed yet. True. Oh my God. Right. So we'll 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 hope for that. <laughs> we're gonna go to the second break and we'll we'll come back. When we come back, I'm gonna um I'm going to share some more music of yours, probably near the beginning, and then we'll talk some more. Yay! Listeners, you can find links to my website and social media at the Good Grief page at Voice America. My website is weatheringgrief.com if you want to go directly there. And to find out Michaela, go to her Facebook page, A-M-I-K-A-E-Y-L-A. Be back soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. I've been talking with Amakela about uh, musician and healer, Amakela, about the situation we've been in the last year and Woo! and how the good, the bad, the ugly, and what we both hope will will happen going forward from there. And um, I saw a video on your Facebook page, I think it was, where um, it it was video of the kids you've worked with, and. Um, music and i can't tell you what that did for me i've listened to it several times now because mm. um i know from being your friend that the kids you work with usually have a lot of challenges mm. and yet that was one of the more joy joyful 
things that I've I've seen of late. Um, so I'm I want to share that song, and people can go to your Facebook page to see the video. It's well worth the visit for sure. <laughs> let's play. Uh, let's play. Lovely day. Yay. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lovely day. 
<laughs> I forget how much I love that I was song. Thinking, mm. Oh, and and it doesn't it doesn't erase anything, right? <laughs> I'm I was remembering as I was listening, um, the period of time when I discovered that I could have one of the most amazing days I'd ever had in the most challenging time I'd ever had. That mm. that they could actually happen at the same time. Coexist. Um yeah. and that I didn't I, I didn't have to get rid of anything. It was it was all true at one time. Mm. Uh, it sounds a little bit I don't know, simplistic, but not you know, really to me that that those could coexist in that song I was listening to the lyrics. Uh that that's at the heart of it. it totally. And it's very similar to, oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. You know, when you have those things that feel like they should juxtapose one another, but they actually coexist is very much so the time that we're in right now. <laughs> Strangely Absolutely. Enough. I was having this for me a little bit unusual. Obviously I listen to music and I sing and all this, but I was waking up every morning. Um, I tend to be the earliest one in this household. <laughs> and uh, I was unconsciously uh, going on Facebook and finding videos of music. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize at first, you know, it was a pleasant activity, but I was like, I should be working, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should be doing, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a big shooter, so that didn't, really hold Shooter. I love that word my attention too long <laughs> but um but so then I'm like well this is what I'm doing mm -hmm. and and I realized that that is how I was finding a way to ingest music to help me get from day to day wow. and of course then as soon as I noticed that then I did it a, a little more on purpose mm -hmm. but um you know, circling back to what what is not available, I've actually discovered several quite amazing um, musicians during this time because right? they happened to pop up. Because people have been creating so much digital content. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm sure it wasn't as fun for them as having an audience. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, people went to our Christmas concert, my choir, from all over the world that right. I, I'm sure that video is going to remain a part of our, our world. And we're working on a, on an international project right now. Wow. Um, where people are sending in videos from all over the world. So we find a way, don't we? With One, everything that's missing. Yes, absolutely. And it's always like the yes and. So it's Zoom, we can't be together, and we have a global community at the same time, digitally. It's it's incredible. It is. It is. I, I always, you know, I don't like to ignore the lost part, mm -hmm. and I don't think we have today. Um there's plenty of that, and I feel it when it happens for me. But it is starting to be clearer the kinds of things that may be different after this. Mm. What What would you say those are? What do, What are you noticing that may turn a corner? You know, we were aware of the problems before; they just got amplified incredibly. But mm -hmm. do you see signs of? 
improvement or, you know, uh, what we would hope uh, yes, going forward? I, I actually do. I think that there's been a lot of DEI work that has, you know, been in place and in play for a long time. And DEI means diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm -hmm. And as we step into a new paradigm where equity is the new executive order, people are going to really think about how they move in the world, how they talk, how they share, how they create inclusive space. And that's mm -hmm. incredible to me. I think that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's incredible that we are in a place where we can stand in alignment with our truest beliefs and move forward together in the hopes that everyone will see the benefits of that. It's not, it's not just like a great, you know, and we called them after school specials when I was growing up, where it was like a four o'clock after school special where, you know, you kind of said what you needed to say. And it was like a PSA for everyone. But I think that right now we're in this after school special moment where we remember mm -hmm. that we are all one family, all working together to be a part of something larger than ourselves, something that mm. allows us to step into something bigger than our comfort zone and embrace the dissonance, embrace the discomfort, embrace the, the disconnect that might happen from what we are used to into what we're becoming. And as we continue to grow and, 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 and find our way, it's the beauty of the kaleidoscope mind. It's more than just the binary mm -hmm. us versus them. Winner, loser, rich, poor, we're embracing the all and, and that's a new thing for us. And it's a part of our evolution, which is also part of our revolution. So we're moving, <laughs> right? As, as a revolutionary, we're gonna be a part of the I, evolution, right? Yeah, I, yes, absolutely. I'm thinking about how many books flew off the shelves during this time, mm. you know, whether people were in the scene or not, there was a lot of self-education going on. Yes. And um, uh, someone was telling me, especially with white people, um, you know, just wait, what's, this is terrible. What, you know, which <laughs> wasn't my experience, but it was apparently a lot of people's. And I was thinking about, because uh, a friend of mine said, you know, everyone's going to just go back to the way I think. I said, well, I don't know. My personal experience, you know, my dad was a civil rights mm -hmm. worker. He went to the South. He marched against the world of that in that time when everyone was in the streets. And he didn't keep doing it all the time his whole life. But he was so changed. His whole life was different because of that time. Right. And of course, mine and my brothers and my mother, you know, right. we were all changed by it. But but that's it. The I'm ripple effect. of it that way. There's that's all it. these seeds that's that right. have now been, you can't go back to not seeing no. something entirely. We're, that's right. We're in the yes. new normal. We're in the new normal. And that ripple effect is what we're going for. 100%. You said it. 100%. 100. Whew. <laughs> may it be so. That's huh? right. I say. May it be so. I say. 
<laughs> oh, I'm Michaela. I know. I've missed our talks. Me too, girl. It's been great oh spending an hour Lord. with you and letting other people listen in. Truly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And we love you. And this is how we roll every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. May we do it sooner than later. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for being with me. I, I really do appreciate it. And I, I hope people love you. your Facebook page. AMR. Thank you. Be my A friend. Y-L-A. And also buy your recording, Being in Love. Pretty it's please. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful record. So may everyone go get that music. Yay. <laughs> next week. Next week, I'll have Nancy Novak talking about Nancy's List, a resource to support people going through a cancer diagnosis, and her book, which just came out, I Am With You, Love Letters to Cancer Patients. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.